I got it. When I first heard about Dave being trapped in a maze. One, two, three, four. I built a labyrinth. Can you believe it? Dave is trapped in a cardboard maze in his living room and he can't get out. Welcome to Dave Made a Minute. The podcast where a whole bunch of us are exploring the film Dave Made a Maze one minute at a time. The twist. Many of the participants have never seen the film. Some don't even know what film they're sampling. They get their minutes and they tackle them as they see fit. Here's your host from the Groundhog Day Project and Michael Myers Minute, Robert Black. Minute 34, our paper bag puppet heroes avoid some traps, but the Minotaur catches up to them. To tackle Minute 34, we have Alex Thompson of Galaxy Quest Minute along with Niall McGowan and John Parker of That Minute Returns. You come home, there's a giant maze in your living room. You're like, what the? There's a giant maze in my living room. I've heard of people rearranging the furniture, but this is wackadoodle crazy. This doesn't make any sense. Is promise? a promise to my It's like a fucking cocktail party in here. I get a few words from you before you go. Welcome to Dave Made a Minute, the podcast where I didn't do enough drugs before we started recording one minute at a time. I'm your host, Alex Thompson. Joining me today in studio, we have our transmogrification correspondent, Niall McGowan. Hello. And our cardboard puppet correspondent, John Parker. Hello. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try okay. to do like a whole pretend I had now become a puppet thing, <laughs> but then I was like, oh, just people will think he's got like Ray Romano on or something. That's a girl. <laughs> so what are you talking about? I am a puppet. <laughs> Hi, I'm a puppet, and today we're looking at minute 34 of Dave Made a Maze. Minute 34 starts with everyone is cardboard. <laughs> Flaily Kermit arms. And Annie is asking Dave is uh what the hell did i type here and annie is asking dave if he can get them home and ends with the appearance of what i believe to be a cardboard minotaur mm. is it uh again because it's been a couple of minutes since we last were on the show so it's just like um, i've seen the movie these two guys haven't just in case people are like oh who, who, who are these people again <laughs> yeah this minute really really caught my attention so I'm going to stop talking like that. Yeah, that was yeah, like, I, have, I have a sinking feeling like it's not going to be the whole episode. I'm like, you need not stick him in this character the whole time. <laughs> um, but then no, it turns out really... that that's such a popular thing that John does, and then Batman <laughs> becomes like me hosting with this puppet guy. It's like, yeah, hi, I'm, I'm John. <laughs> like, everyone loves it but me. I'm like, I can't do the show anymore. It's, but the audience that's, that's my plan. It's my plan to make you leave instead of trying to kick you off. Um, no, th- this minute really caught my attention, right? Because I watched this one first mm. by mistake. I, I, so then I <laughs> thought this was a movie about little cardboard puppets, like in a horror film or like in a you know in a, a Goonies style adventure, maybe even. I couldn't <laughs> figure out the genre. So this, I was, I was like, holy crap! This is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Someone made a no-budge horror film with puppets. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, Peter Jackson did it with Meet the Feebles. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. was kind of what it was. So. I was. I was thinking of the beginning of Team America where they intentionally <laughs> did, like, really crappy, you know, your crappy marionette puppets just to make get the studio execs going, what the fuck are we paying them all this money for? <laughs> oh, my God, what is this? And then zoom out to, like, the good puppets. Mm. I absolutely love the start of that film. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Frere Jacques, Frere Jacques, <laughs> dormez-vous, dormez-vous. 
Because yeah. that's what French people say. <laughs> and I, I love the way this looks. It's okay, everyone. We stopped the terrorists. <laughs> Paris is in ruins. <laughs> As the Eiffel Tower has crashed onto the Arc de Triomphe. That's, that's the, th- the thing, though. Like, it's being like a, a Team America, because that's obviously kind of ripping on like Thunderbirds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not too sure how, like, how big those things were in America. Although I know America made a Thunderbirds movie uh, you know, a couple of years back. With a soundtrack by ever. Busted. That's how awesome it was. <laughs> Never busted. mention that film again. Or Busted. <laughs> uh, but like, because a lot of the time, though, when I was growing up, there, if you were like off school sick or something, and they wouldn't put on any of the good cartoons that always show old episodes of like Joe 90 and uh, <laughs> Thunderbirds and Stingray and stuff like that. And Were well, you I'm, not into them as a kid? No, because I always oh. knew that there was like, you know, I was a kid, grew up on like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Batman animated series. And then I'm like, what's this clunky puppet stuff? Well, I don't get this at all. This is crazy. Oh, I loved it. I used to go around dressed as a Thunderbird. <laughs> I had a Thunderbird birthday cake once, a, a big three-dimensional Thunderbird one. Oh, right. Which one? Thunderbird one was just the rocket, wasn't it? it was... The rocket, yeah. Thunderbird uh, three was my favorite. The, the green, that's three, isn't it? Yeah. I thought that was two. The, the big green ship. No, I... two, isn't two the red rocket? Or is, oh, maybe it's two. I think three's it's the two. red rocket. Three's the red rocket. Yeah. yeah. I used to have a little toy of the red. I actually did like Thunderbird three. And then the fourth one was like Space Station or something, wasn't it? Yeah, or, I or was it like yeah? There's, there's four thunder- and five. One's a space station. One's a submarine in two. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, the, one of them spawned out of two. You would have thought that would have been three in theory, unless they were like, mm. I know we built these two things, and then we realized we could put a small one. <laughs> yeah. We I suppose it's just a paint job. We could just paint over the number. But yeah. like, oh, it's also a, a drill, isn't it? It can be a submarine or a drill. I think it can. It's just like find oh, out yeah. that like the, the people of Tracy Island were so cheap that they're like, I'm not, yeah. we've got money to waste on paint. We built a whole freaking island here. We haven't got any money to spare. <laughs> so this is Thunderbirds Minute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's talk was, about how awful Ben Kingsley yeah. was in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. You were um, Team America, actually. Really, the idea basically just started from Matt and Trey just wanted to make fun of Jerry Bruckheimer and wanted to just reshoot Armageddon use the exact same shooting script but with puppets oh and when God. they found out they couldn't they said okay so we'll write our own Bruckheimer movie and shoot that instead with puppets oh they, God, that they, would have been so good though I would have loved yeah. that I, I may have the, it may not have been Armageddon it may have been a different Bruckheimer film but you know or a Michael Bay film but no, they're all the same yeah. yeah they are I'm sure those guys must be ecstatic too when they realize like when Kim Jong-il died that was that <laughs> clip of him singing was in every news story as if like the world didn't know who he was <laughs> like if you don't know who kim jong-il is here's a puppet of him singing in team america here's a puppet of him singing in a racist accent <laughs> if you've not been watching the, the news for the past accent. 60 years here's this here's this guy from korea he's ronry and sadria ron oh <laughs> but um Although that's the, th- the thing, though, because like, what what's your guys' opinions on puppets in general? Because I know some people, much like clowns, cannot stand puppets. They just like they find them inherently quite creepy. Whereas I don't mm. mind them. I always find them kind of funny, <laughs> no matter even like you know again with like Chucky and stuff, where like oh it's a living doll, but it's like, oh it's so creepy because he just comes alive. I'm like he's always funny looking though, even when he's lying static yeah. and his eyes slightly move and it's supposed to be creepy. <clears throat> it's funny. It's just funny to me. But 
Yeah, I don't. I don't have a problem with puppets or clowns. I, I know people who have problems with clowns. I'm like, what? Whatever. It's a guy in makeup. Yeah. Boogity 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 boogity. I I really really like puppets. I don't see the problem. Yeah. The only puppets I think are creepy are those really old fashioned marionettes, like a Victorian era marionette puppet. You know, mm. they're quite creepy looking. Um, well, the problem but... is Uncanny Valley, right? It's the mm. idea that the closer you get to approximating human appearance, the like more uncanny it looks. So yeah. if, if the puppet gets to be too close to a human, it something looks off and disturbing about it. That's mm. why I think some people don't like clowns, is because it's like, it's almost human, but there's something just <laughs> off about it. It's like the mouth is too big. Or the eyes, you know. And then they the, turn into a spider yeah. and try and kill you. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, my thing with with clowns is that I don't quite get, like, I've always asked people, and no one's ever given me an answer. Of like, I, I've always been like, well, what is a clown? Like, what's, yeah. what's its backstory? And people are like, oh, it's like old stage makeup used to be very exaggerated. It's like, no, no, I know where the, it came, how the, <laughs> the clown came to be. But in the clown's own mind, as a character, where is it from? Is it like an alien? Like, why Why is this thing with a white face disappeared? And it's like doing <laughs> things, but it's doing... Oh, them- so you want the character biography yeah, of yes. Bozo the Clown. Because, you know, I know like, a werewolf will have a like a mythology behind it, and you'll know, like, uh, vampires have mythology behind them. You can trace their roots. But the clown's always been like, yeah, it was a stage thing, and then we just do it now like this. And it's like, no, but what's the... The character origin of a clown, like where is it hmm. coming from? Like, what's the deal? Like, it's like, oh, kings used to have court jesters, and like, I know that. What, what was in the <laughs> yeah. court jester's head? Well, who? What role was he playing? And why are they supposed to be funny? I don't understand hmm. that. I think I remember uh, a circus when I was growing up that had like the clowns would do the same act every year. And I guess those guys they must have toured, and they just would have done that everywhere <laughs> but i remember they only interested me because they weren't funny but they did a whole thing where like they dressed up as the ghostbusters and like tried to catch ghosts in the tent and stuff and that was the yeah. only bit i liked because i liked ghostbusters <laughs> and i was like well you won me over by just making reference to a thing i like yeah i there was something uh, i remember that kind of a little bit of innocence shattering i went to see a renaissance festival when i was a kid and they did a human chess so you know this person you know all these people will be dressed up as pawns and these people mm. are rooks and knights and queens so on and so forth and then i went to see it another year and i remembered a joke that they did that they did again and i'm like oh they're just following the same script mm. oh that would really it, take you it, out of it. it was it was a fun and it was a, you know it's a solid joke too one of the pawns finally gets to be gets to the other side of the board and he gets turned into a queen and you know this big burly man with a beard and long hair goes i'm a queen i'm a queen <laughs> and you know and it's like oh oh wait i've heard that joke before <laughs> no oh no that would ruin the whole show for me uh, see, I, I mean, they're not improvising at all? <laughs> see, I, I got really disillusioned. I don't know why I was so disappointed, because I guess I should have seen it coming. Because I went to see, uh, when I was like 16, uh, when Green Day were uh, touring American Idiot. I would have been mm-hmm. older than 16 then. That would have been like 17 or 18. But like they did a big show in Dublin. And I wasn't a massive Green Day fan, but I was like, I like them enough. I'll go to this. And um, there's a whole bus of us went down. There's all there was more going for the camaraderie of, of the the situation, and like on stage they'd have like you know huge screens and it was a very impressive stage show. 
But because Green Day are like a punk band, they're pop punk, and there's, you know, punk's all rebellion and just things been chaotic and stuff. Yeah. And they were jumping off speakers and like going nuts on stage. And I was like, oh, it's very impressive that they've done all that. And then they would show you like in music videos for the singles, they would just go like, oh, here's, or even you just get like, here's Green Day live in like Berlin or something. Mm. And you'd flick that on the music channels. And then I noticed like he jumped off that speaker at the exact same point in that song when I saw them as well. <laughs> and then I realized like, oh, everything here is perfectly choreographed. This is all all of these jumping about and all this crazy stuff on stage is meticulously planned by someone who's not Green Day. <laughs> like it's obviously someone who's like, Well, make it look like it's really energetic and youthful, you know, but like what's well, something the kids will like, but yeah, you know, make sure that you get their hair extra spiky and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and then after like, oh, I mean, Green some Day. of that is. I mean, I think that's maybe the most cynical point of view. Some of that is also, you know, Green Day have been doing this for what twenty, thirty odd years, so they've got a sense of what the good point in the song is to jump off of the speaker, mm-hmm. and then at the same time, yeah, some of it is, all, and then some of it's also kind of improvised discovery like you you the first time you'd play this song you jump off the speaker at that time it's like yeah it's all right and then you jump off the speaker at this beat in the song it's like ooh, that was better and eventually yeah. you find the point mm. where it's good well, that's the thing a lot of people probably don't know though is that you know that there's publicly you see there's three guys in green day but there's actually a fourth member who like mm-hmm. who shies away from the limelight? That's actually Alex Thompson, the host of Galaxy Quest Minute. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> He's actually very defensive about the Green Day stage shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, we've uncovered the truth. Yeah. That's why we're the best, the world's best investigators. <laughs> yeah, you are the Dark Knight detectives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anywho, I think his name is like Jason White or something like that. Because I remember them shouting him out when they were doing their. At the the end of whatever song they were finishing up a show with. Yeah. I think I, I just had a lot of questions because I didn't know that when I saw them. Yeah. And I was like, who's this other guy? Yeah. Why is he just standing there? <laughs> and he's, he seems to be playing an integral part in the songs because he's doing a lot with the guitar and whatnot. But <laughs> I was like, no. And then some of my friends who was a big fan was like, yeah, it's the other guy. There's a fourth it's member the of Green other Day. Guy. <laughs> it's I like don't the fifth think... Beatle, the fourth Green Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think he was always a member. I think they brought him in. Like, uh, I think he was originally just a touring kind of backup guitar guy, but they they liked playing with him and got on with him. So I think he technically now is a member, isn't he? But he uh, just sort of I was always hangs around that to the was, side. I, I always thought he was like, he was one of the founders of Green Day, but he just didn't like the the, the limelight of it. So he's like, oh, oh, no. I want to be part of the band, but I don't want to be like gurning into magazine covers and stuff like that. <laughs> I want to be... No, I think they brought him in for like American Idiot that kind of time, didn't they? And then... Yeah. So what I'm seeing here based on his Wikipedia, so Grain of Salt. So he was in the... He was a friend of the band. Mm. He was in the When I Come Around video. Oh. Um, and then... Because American Idiot had more of a rock kind of a sound and needed fuller guitar sounds than uh, their previous stuff, he was required to basically play with the band during the tour yeah. for, like, the entire tour, and eventually they just kind of said, like, just come be with us for all the things. <laughs> Except the photo shoots. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, he, I think he is just a touring guitarist, but, like, you know, the... He, the touring guitars now and like half their discography so <laughs> yeah i think at, at that point you are a member of the band come on yeah yeah but um but anywho this was uh what, what's the that minutes for? yeah the minutes <laughs> <laughs> well, well i was gonna say when i was chatting before about how i watched this first and thought oh my god it's like a movie with with puppets and whatnot 
so I, what's happening here? Don't ruin it, but let's let's just you know what is going on. I'm assuming then, having now seen the other minutes, that like people have transformed into these carpal puppets, or are these creatures in the maze. No, these are the these are your main characters as puppets. Have, okay, have they become puppets, or is this just like a funny little visual or representation? Or are these like voodoo dolls or Ooh, something of them, yeah. kind of a thing? Uh, no, there's literally, they go down like a chute, and they just come out the other and end as puppets. They come out the poop chute as puppets? <laughs> and they're just okay. like, well, we're puppets now, and then they go okay. along for a bit, and then they, well, a little while down the line, they're not puppets anymore. <laughs> Oh, it doesn't carry on. Ah, well, you'll no. see that from I was, the next minute, John. I was reminded of the one line I like from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie. Just, Ford, I think I'm a sofa. <laughs> <laughs> Great delivery as well there. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I know how you feel. <laughs> and then they turn back into humans. So you, I, I take it you weren't a fan of the movie then, like yeah. most people weren't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if that was my only exposure to the to the material, then yeah, sure, it was fine. But, you know, obviously knowing how, obviously knowing the source material mm. better, it's like, well, they did their best, I guess. But, you know. Did they? Did they? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they tried. They gave it a shot. Yeah. yeah. They tried. I'll, I'll give them that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they did. They cast Alan Rickman well. And Martin yeah. Freeman, actually. Oh, yeah. Like, mm. Those two guys, like, oh, yeah, they, those... Even yeah. Moss Def is like, oh, yeah, you usually wouldn't think of them as, like, being an American guy, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe it even specifies in the book that he is, but I don't know. I don't recall that, but... Because uh, mm. I remember seeing the, was the Hitchhiker's Guide show way back in the 80s, and uh, you used to get repeats of that. I'm pretty sure if the guy who played Zaphoid and that was American... He was putting on a terrible accent. <laughs> so, <laughs> that could be that could be the case. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- th- that's the thing though, because like I think we even touched on this at one point on Batman. Like the 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 idea of you've been transformed into something else always inherently terrifies me. But like like one of my favorite movies is the the Fly, like the the Jeff Goldblum version of the Fly. And like, but that re- the film really like scared the crap out of me. And a lot of a lot of horror movies actually. I love horror movies, but not because I like the atmosphere of them. I just I don't find a lot of them actually scary. And uh, that's why people were talking about the new Halloween. It's like it's not scary. It's like none of them are scary. They're just enjoyable. <laughs> but, I don't know. The first one I would say is scary to a point. I never I never got like oh Michael Myers could be around any corner. It's like no, he's a made up character in a movie. Of course he doesn't exist. Like. Somebody could be around the corner, but like that could happen at any point in your life. Anyway, oh, I get freaked out easy. But the second ring, the Japanese one, to me is just the scariest thing mm. ever. The thing, it's horrible. <laughs> I love it. The thing, again, this is getting tangential. I'll probably even lose my original point. But like one of the, the scariest things in the first in the first ring, Ringu, <laughs> was was not. I thought it was supposed to be a scary moment, but it turns out it was like unrelated well there's a bit where like the 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 son the main character he's coming out of his apartment and he comes around the corner and i think it's supposed to be his dad or something but the family's obviously all estranged and he's just sort of like the guy in a trench coat holding an umbrella just staring at the kid and they just kind of stare at each other for a minute and then the kid walks away and i was like oh that's like that's the ghost that's that's so creepy and it turns out no that was nothing to do with anything to do with the, the videotape 
But I thought that was the most chilling part. And then the bit, you know, friggin' um, Sadaka coming out of the TV was like, oh, yeah, this is, um, I get this. But <laughs> like, who yeah, was that guy in the coat, weird. though? What happened there? So, it was speaking, speaking of ghosts or, or smoke or something, we get this pink smoke coming out of this pipe. Um, yeah. That, that is, uh, um, question mark? <laughs> they yeah. seem to be scared of it. I think this is the Minotaur. That you may see in a bit is an yeah. indication of. Well, the pink smoke is what Minotaur breath. That is the herald of the Minotaur. That is this uh... <laughs> this is the yeah. Minotaur's version of the Silver Surfer, the, ah, <laughs> the heralds yes. of the Minotaur. <laughs> yes, this this is the Norin Rad to the Minotaur's Galactus. <laughs> well, um... The Vermilion Minotaur. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I have to... Hopefully people know what I'm talking about there. You two probably yeah. don't. But. <laughs> might, I, might I also point out, it's pretty great that this is a minute tour. Oh. We're covering the movie by minute. Uh, minute 30 I like the tour. way... Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> we <laughs> ourselves are minute tours. Uh, so. <gasps> oh, I should if, you, if you pronounce it the way most English people do, it doesn't work, though. We tend to say yeah, minotaur. Yeah, minotaur. Yeah, well, even yeah. though that's clearly not the way a Greek person would have said it. <laughs> Well, I think they would have pronounced it Minotaur, right? Or probably, yeah, I would, I would think so. Well, because it's based on the Greek god Minos or Minos or however you pronounce it. Mm. I would think, with my very limited knowledge of Greek, despite having lived in Cyprus, you'd think I'd know more. Um, I believe it would be, yeah, Minos. Mm. Yeah, I say my knowledge of it is from frequent Bat Minute guest Dave Kingsmill, who does YouTube videos about mythology. I'm pretty sure she just calls it Minotaur all the time. Yeah. And she did a whole video about the origin of the Minotaur. People should look it up because it's quite good and very insightful. Mm. Um, and she does it in a very funny way as well. She's not dry about, about it or anything. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a history lecture or something yeah. like that. You know, it's it's fun. Yeah. She usually draws like little cartoons and stuff that will pop up on the screen as she's telling the story and stuff. So it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so we get these puppets and they're puppeting across the screen and <laughs> ducking a hammer thing yeah that's the thing like well this always the idea of people turned into puppets always reminds me of uh wasn't there an episode of angel where he he turns into a puppet for a bit oh yeah it's amazing i think before amazing what (laughs) (laughs) the thing is before i saw that episode i think i I didn't watch like i for some reason i couldn't get bored with angel i loved buffy and then the first season of Angel came out and it was playing like, mm. and like the Irish TV would be like, literally you have Buffy followed by Angel. I'm sure most networks did that because it would just make sense. And Angel mm. didn't click with me. I was like, no, nah, I'm not enjoying this as much. Well, let's be, let's be honest. He's not as interesting a character no, no. to base a show around. I mean, Buffy's cool. You've got a whole crew and they try and recreate that with Angel, but none of them are as interesting. Mm. And the thing, like, uh, so I didn't really properly watch it for like ages. And then I went to, I came to, you know, Liverpool here, went to university and actually got to go into proper comic book stores and stuff. And I remember they had in Forbidden Planet, the yeah. angel as a puppet. And for some reason in my head, that clicked has been like a really horrific thing. It's like, oh, that'll be like a, a really terrifying episode of like, you got turned into a puppet. And like, you were just, angels that turned into a puppet. He's, like, he's a static puppet on the floor. And it's like, oh, that'd be horrible. And then I saw the episode, and it's entirely played for laughs. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a comedy episode. Yeah, I was like, I did, I, I did not get that one right at all. But, <laughs> but the concept of the whole, oh, I'm a puppet. Like, if I was these people, although the whole thing is like, these people should be freaking out a lot more than they are within the base throughout the whole movie. <laughs> they do freak out, but not like 
If it were me, I'd be just like, fuck, I'm tearing down these walls. Fuck us, I'm out of here. But uh, <laughs> A bit like Asterios Kokonos escaping the corn maze. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm going through the walls. <laughs> and I know they have, before people say that, it's within the movie, there's a whole, there's a reason they can't just tear down the walls and stuff. But yeah, I would be like, fuck it, I assume, I assume there's an explanation they can't just pull out a switchblade and just cut. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a, yeah. Whole, yeah, there's a whole reason they have to complete the maze and stuff. But uh, the thing is, like, I, if I was turned into one of these puppets, I would be like mentally dis- 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 destroyed. I think most people would if you <laughs> discovered that you were a puppet. <laughs> it's a, it's a movie what thing. What if I isn't told it? you you're a puppet right now, <gasps> a puppet dun, 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 of the dun. system? <laughs> no, it's a movie thing though. People just accept stuff that I would be thinking about and freaking out about for about six months mm. <laughs> they move on in about five minutes like oh okay cool let's deal with this i'd be like no wait a minute hang on let me think about this yeah. what the hell's well, no going one on? no one in movies has anxiety or obsessive <laughs> <laughs> or yes. is obsessive unless it's cartoon played for cartoonish mm. extent i want better anxiety representation yeah. please <laughs> This is always reminds me of the end of Last Action Hero, which I got offended as a movie multiple times. I think Last Action Hero's day is almost upon us, where people oh, yeah. people will stop it. laying into it and will finally go, oh, that's actually a pretty good movie. <laughs> uh, it's getting a bit more of a praise now, I think, it, with, uh, with some people younger than us, even. Yeah, because it happened with Demolition Man. Like For years, I was like, no, Demolition Man's great. And people were like, Demolition Man, pile of crap. And now yeah. people are like, oh, no, Demolition Man's like a really good satire. It's like, it was always a really good satire. The world's just only finally kind of... Cri- the critical consensus has finally shifted around. And like, I was in the same position defending that movie... You know, with all of my heart. Mm. And I think finally the last action hero, my, people might go like, you know, it's actually a lot better than people say it is. Uh, but it, like, at the end where like Arnie's shot and they have to get him back into the theater and Ian McKellen's walking about and all that business. And uh, yeah, because he's, he's supposed to be dying from his wounds. And then as soon as he's in the movie, there's the, the paramedics like, what the hell? This is, this is just like a flesh wound. What the, it cannot be a big baby. And like, <laughs> oh, everything's back to the, the movie way of things. And uh, <laughs> It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> and Danny DeVito is still going about as a cat and stuff. And, it's like... <laughs> uh, and uh, the only thing I had to say about this minute is the line, why do you always have to make it so hard? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, my. I don't really want to go into that. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, the only other thing, like, yeah. I was trying to mine my puppet knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> but it actually it did it did remind me of and this is a thing i advise everyone to look up because one of the great lost tv shows this is almost like a freaking thing out of creepypasta or something but it definitely did exist <laughs> um was a, i remember when i was a kid there was a show called the rimini riddle which was an irish tv show and it was supposed to be for kids but it was one of those things it's like how the fuck was that for kids that was scary as hell <laughs> and one of the uh, it's one of the things, if you look it up, there's a, what, there's a Facebook page that I'm a member of that people dedicate to tracking down the Rimini Riddle. And you can get, like, stills from it. But RTE, like the station that, that played it, are like, uh, we can give you out individual episodes, but it'll be 75 euro each. There are not, no plans to release it on DVD and stuff. Ooh. And it seems to be like it wasn't a big hit, but it, the mental scars have stayed with children <laughs> t- t- until now, where they're like, wait, what <laughs> yeah, the fuck? still... Yeah, because I remember one of the plot lines... Well, they had a whole thing with, like... There's a bunch of these little kids, and the the puppets 
I'll send a link to like so people can see this, like whatever uh, on the Twitter or Facebook for this for the for the show here. But like the puppets were horrifying looking, and they were just humans, but they just looked really. They were trying too hard to be realistic, so they had like an old woman puppet that just looked like this leather mess and stuff. And uh, these kids went to live with her in her. Um, I think it was it was kind of like round the twist. Like, I think she lived in a lighthouse or something. And she always had a picture, a painting on the wall of these two little girls who apparently had co- like committed suicide. And they, the, the painting would come to life on occasion and stuff. And it'd be like little, like sometimes, it was kind of like Twin Peaks. It'd be sometimes it was like just complete soap opera about what the teenagers were up to. And then they'd go into like this weird subplot. And they had a whole thing where the youngest kid had a, a little... A, a little toy called, I think it was called Milo. And the, the, and he used to constantly talk about Milo's talking to me. Like the, 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 he was just like, oh, and they're like, oh, it's like his imaginary friend. And then you found out in the show that no, Milo is talking to him. It's the, the, the doll is possessed. And this whole thing was then was that at the end of it, there was supposed to be a thing of, it was going to lead him. Milo was a thing from another dimension that would, that would lure children in. So its oh masters God. could like eat kids, basically, and this was a long, drawn out plotline and stuff. Holy crap! And it was really, really fucking creepy. And like when you went into the other dimension, they would flip the image to negative, so everything was like the wrong color and stuff like that. And like uh, there was another one as well because like when I think Milo got a conscience, and then he didn't want to kill this one kid, and then they sent another one. Like I think it was a little. It might have been a ball or something called Otto, who was even more evil than he was and stuff. And it was really like, it was terrifying stuff when you were a kid because it was all very, very subtly played. Where like, like you know, literally just be like the the doll's head was sort of slightly turned and stuff. And he was like a little purple otter or something like that. And what uh, the hell? Yeah, it was, oh, it was, it was creepy stuff, man. But like, the thing is though, it's one of those things. Like the show definitely did exist, and there are people are like this actor was in it. But there's no proper, like, release. You can't just go on YouTube and you can get, like, one or two clips from it. But there'd be just random out-of-context clips of, like, just something. Yeah, this was just in an episode. And it's, uh, but I do investigate. If we can get people to properly now go and hammer the RTE hard, we can finally solve the Rimini Riddle and get get a goddamn release for that show. Because I'm pretty sure it'll be, Hell yeah. it'll be terrible now if I watch it nowadays. But, like, it does have one of those things of, like, no, that, that was... A lot of sleepless nights watching that show. I would like to see it again in full, just to exercise that demon personally. But. So, when are we doing a podcast exercising this demon then? Well, don't know if we can because there's not much footage of it. To be pretty much me saying exactly what I said there now, and then like, we will speaking, find it. You know, speaking of kids shows that were like too dark, and also puppets, did did uh, the TV series Dinosaurs make it across the? Uh, oh yeah, yeah the. It wasn't the, very big among people I yeah. knew, but I did see it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that like every episode was, you know, for the most part was you know fun family sitcom, and then the finale is <laughs> either the volcano or the comet or whatever. I think it's the comet, and, isn't it? I think it's a comet, and then everyone dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't it like the last shot? I seem to remember. Um, it's is like everyone just kind of. Or, or I feel like the last shot was like everyone huddled together in fear, just sort of like grimly yeah. facing their fate. And it's just after the newsreader basically says like, "We're all gonna die." The, the climate's now changed because of the comet, and we're all gonna die. And he like signs off for the last time, <laughs> and then you see them all huddled together. It's like, holy crap! <laughs> 
Oh my god. Well, to be fair, that's probably realistically what happened when the dinosaurs mm-hmm. saw the comet coming. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's more realistic than it's probably depicted in a lot of other things. <laughs> yeah. And it took a couple of million years for humans to discover red checkered shirts themselves. They're like <laughs> from artifacts. And now of they old make up most book. of. Now we they make to, up most of my wardrobe. To, yeah, we had to re-engineer it from the fossils of old uh, dinosaurs. <laughs> yes. I wish I could remember. It's been so long since I read it. There was this really cool. Um, I think it's a, it was a short story, and then it got adapted into a. He adapted it into a longer story. Isaac Asimov wrote a, a story called Nightfall. Oh. About um, it's this planet that's entirely in uh, day. It, it's because it's just surrounded by like six suns or whatever. And uh, there's one day every I don't know million years or something like that where it turns to night. Uh, or all basically all the suns are set for one day every like million years and so they're just kind of investigating this world you know because most people if it's every million years you don't necessarily know about it and so they're investigating their world and they see huh like they're the ruins of this civilization about a million years ago and it just seemed like all of a sudden everyone just went crazy and civilization just collapsed and then huh like a million years before that there was a civilization and then everyone just went crazy and uh, like everything just collapsed. And eventually I think they figure out it's because, you know, they've only seen you, – you don't see the night but once every million years and the sight of the stars in the sky just like drives everyone mad and civilization collapses. <laughs> and it's oh, just, cool. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's so dark and grim. It's going to be like – it was expected to have that um... – it's almost a South Parky kind of twist there, where like, no. wait a minute, so it was exactly this many years since between them, but how many years yeah. is, is it now until the next one? Oh yeah, my I, God. I think it is. It's I think it does year. come up towards that. It does. I think that is where it eventually ends up. It's like, oh, we're coming up to about a million years. We're about due for our. We're about due for our nightfall. <laughs> uh, anyway, we are pretty off topic. So, uh, anything else for minute thirty-four here? Uh, no, I think it's a, you should mention that it ends on the humorous note of you assuming that this monstrous minotaur is about to appear, and then it's like a little puppet minotaur, and it kind of ends mm-hmm. on a very nice shot of just the glib puppet, just sort of puppets just staring at oh, it. Oh well, it's like yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. Yeah, but it's still Fly terrifying rides. to them, though. You know. Yeah. Well, if they're about the size, of, if I mean this puppet is about the size of them, so this is about a man-sized minotaur. Mm. Yeah, suppose. it's huge. That's that's yeah. big. I'd be yeah. terrified of that thing coming at me. Yeah, I wouldn't be thrilled to see a man-sized minotaur, uh, <laughs> which we might get to see later on in this movie. No. Um. So, fellas, you want to plug your things, or I'll plug. Yeah, my I'll, I'll take it away this time because I'm a narcissist. <laughs> Clearly, Lex right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you enjoy listening to us for whatever reason, I don't know why you would. No, please, please do enjoy it. Please come and check us out because we host the Bat Minute podcast where we go through the Batman movies one minute at a time. Uh, As of recording this, we are currently going through Batman Returns, which is my favorite one. So it's wonderful. I love every episode. And uh, you can find us just everywhere. Just look us up. We're on Facebook. We have the Bat Minute Listener's Cave. We're on Twitter at Bat Minute. Yeah, you know, give us a review on iTunes as well once you check us out because that's very helpful. <laughs> and as for me, you can check me out on Galaxy Quest Minute, Independence Day Minute, and Cleveland and Six going deep into Major League. All of those will be on your podcatcher of choice, same place you find Bat Minute. 
Also, check all of us out, guesting on various other people's minute shows. Um, and, yeah, all right, join us. Well, not join us, I guess. Uh, we'll be back sometime much later, but join somebody <laughs> for minute 35, I guess. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, until then, go make a maze. Bye! <laughs> and then I could probably disarm all the traps, and then we can we can finish this maze! Who is with me? That was Alex Thompson of Galaxy Quest Minute, along with Niall McGowan and John Parker of Bat Minute Returns, taking a minute 34 of Dave Made a Maze. They will be back in minute 71. Next time on Dave Made a Minute, we've got me, Robert Black of Michael Myers Minute, taking a minute 35. Thank you for listening to Dave Made a Minute. Intro dialogue snippets were taken from Dave Made a Maze, directed by Bill Watterson, written by Bill Watterson and Steve Sears, and produced by John Charles Meyer. Intro music is Diversion by The Equals, featured in the film Dave Made a Maze, and Life Cycle of a Match by Parvis Decree. Outro music is Leaving This Godforsaken Place and Her Presence is Strong Here by Parvis Decree. Dave Made a Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio and all other featured podcast producers. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dave Made a Minute. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice, and check out all of the participants' other shows to spread the love around. Again, thank you for listening. As long as we're all working together, this is going to be fine. It's going to be great. I need you to notify the families of everyone who died here today. Totally. Wait, what? <laughs>